I have to also say, like, I don't want to speak as... I, I'm speaking my, my truth in the things that I'm saying. I'm definitely not speaking down upon my parents because I, I, I actually, I really love them and we've, we've largely made up for everything. Like, I was made fun of a lot when I was a kid about no. the fact that, like, I mean, I was, my nickname was, like, I'm, I'm not going to say the nickname, but basically I was made, I was made fun of. Thank you for taking the time to be here today. Thank you for having me. We today. met we met the other day mm -hmm. um, at the Soul Food House. Mm -hmm. Latoya, Latanya, Latanya, yeah. Latanya. I keep on. I called her Latoya before, and she, and I she just her let mama. and she let it go. She let it go. <laughs> I was, yeah, she, you know, she's really laid right. back. So, <laughs> and I get to meet with her. I'm meeting with her this evening. Oh, you are? Yeah, we cool. do. I, I do another podcast. We're doing number two with her. Oh, really? Number two, the okay. second one, because the first one, you know, I talk about people's lives and stuff, mm -hmm. and I understand you have something very unique. Oh, like part two of? Well, not part two, I just, some people I have on more than one time. Oh, cool. You know, if I'm lucky, yeah. if, I'm, if, they, if they're willing to come back a second time after I butchered them the first time, they, forget, <laughs> they may not want to come back a second time. Anyway, so we met there, and mm -hmm. you with a very dear friend of mine's daughter, mm -hmm. and I said, hey, well, let's come over here, because you've been here for five years in Japan. Yeah. First of all, how did you get here? I mean, I know how you got here. I mean, why did you decide to come to Japan? Okay, so, wow, good question. So, actually, so, a lot of stuff happened before I moved here. Um, I actually wasn't on, like, the best terms with my family. Uh, they kind of, like, threw me in the garbage, kind of. And I felt like, why am I here in the United States? And on top of that, I was also, so, long story short, I had been studying science. And I was actually in a PhD program for molecular for cellular biology and molecular physiology. And I decided to quit because I hated it. Not because I couldn't do it, because I'm the kind of person that I, I, I do not like to quit. And I don't like to quit when I'm down. So the first thing that I did was, um, I remember the first, the first term I failed the foundations class. And I was like, okay, what should I do? Uh, should I quit now? And I was like, because I got a lot of I got a lot of weird comments. The director of the program, who was not a, was looked different than myself, uh, called me to his office and he said, you know, seems like you're not really doing well. I I think we need to have a discussion. Okay, let's see what what buttons we need to press in order to get you to be more productive. Okay, well, you know, um, I like football. Do you do you like football? And I said, no. <laughs> he said, well. I like football. That's the first thing. It's just not listening. I, I like football. And, you know, I watch it and I, I watch the games, but, but, you know, I wouldn't try out for the team because I know that I'm not built for something like that. And it's kind of like you in this PhD program. You know, it's not for everybody. And that was the moment that I was like, oh, no, I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not going to quit now because I'm like, you think that I can't do it. No. So I, I was going through a lot of stuff with, with my, like the rift between myself and my family, as well as trying to get through a PhD program. And a year later, I had to retake that course. That same exam, I, I still have the exam to this day. It just has like, I, I was the, I was, my grade was so bad, it was an outlier on the graph of all the other grades. Um, and the next year I had to take the, that, the, the exam for that first part of the course, and I got an A. And that's the day that I decided to quit. I was like, oh, I could do this. I just don't want to. Where were you born? 
Where? Yes. I was born in California, Pomona, California. I lived there till I was 11. Okay. And you I have, had a good Do you have siblings? Do you have siblings? I have two siblings. I have an older brother and an older sister. I'm the how youngest. Many, how many years difference? My sister's seven years older than me. My brother's nine years older than me. So I'm okay. 20. I'm 30, actually. I just turned 30. Nice. And by the same two parents? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your parents are still alive? Yeah, my parents are still alive. They're still together. Okay. Um, now, you I, told me earlier, your father's from where? My, my dad is from Nigeria. Okay. And yeah, your mother? So, and my mom is African-American. It's a black, interesting thing. Just like, I used to always say, I'm half African, half black. And I feel like people had a weird reaction to that because they're like, oh, so you're just black. Like, right. In America. Culturally, I'm mixed. Is like, at least from the influence of, you know, like, I'm like, this is not hard, a hard concept to understand. Who was your mother born? My mom was born in Detroit, but she immediately moved to, I think, like, Louisiana, and then, yeah, I, I think it was, like, in the South, like, she lived with my aunt and my, my aunt my uncle, because there's three of them as well, okay. my mom, my aunt, my uncle, my mom is the oldest, mm-hmm. and they lived in, like, a really nice house with, like, a, you know, fun, In like, Louisiana, do you know where in Louisiana? I don't, I don't remember. Because my father's from Louisiana. Oh, really? Yeah, Sweetport. Oh wow! So, so when your mother looks at this, if you're from Sweetport, we might we might know each other if your family's from there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, so your mother's from Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but it's usually the other way around. People leave the South to go to Detroit. She's, oh, really? She was in Chicago, Detroit, or I, yeah. I think. Well, my I know that my grandfather was a part of like. But a lot of people they did have a big movement back to the South too. Okay, I yeah, think that might, maybe he was. The South, they were changed. part of that. I, my my grandfather was in the poli- in the poli- on the police force. Okay. I know, like, after that, they moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. I was telling you about that, like, so they lived, like, in Inglewood area. Inglewood? But I thought you said Pomona. No, I was born in Pomona. You were born in Pomona. But this is my, I'm talking about my mom and my grandfather mom and grand- and when okay, she right. was a kid. Okay, all right. They lived in L.A. Okay. And then, basically, as she kind of got older, she kind of moved out of L.A. and tried to go to a better area, like, out of I the hood. You. Okay. And... Because she was in Compton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I have to also say, like, I don't want to speak as... I, I'm speaking my, my truth in the things that I'm saying. I'm definitely not speaking down upon my parents because I, I, I actually, I really love them and we've, we've largely made up for everything that happened. Okay. It was just a... That was gen, genuinely what brought me to Japan was we had a humongous rift and we, like, we weren't talking for, like, two years. Me, my mom, my sister, my brother. So I'm like, why oh, am they, I yeah, here? So they were, they were all on... Their side? Yeah, they and were you, all... And you were the outlier. You were the and outlier. I was the outlier. Okay, let me ask this. Let me take you through your childhood real quick. Okay. So when you, you grew up in Los Angeles. Not... L, I'm sorry. Uh, oh. um, so I was born in Pomona, Pomona and immediately moved to Rancho Cucamonga, which is like okay, not Cucamonga. that far. Okay. You, you know where that right. is? Yes, yes. Really? Yeah, I'm from L.A. I mean, you know, I'm from L.A. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you know Cali. You know. <laughs> you know, not everybody knows Cali area. Right, so. right. So but. you moved out there to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. You it. So mm-hmm. you moved out there, and you grew up there until age what? Until age I grew of- up there until I was eleven. So, mm-hmm. like to be honest with you, I have a lot of good memories of my family, my my brother, my sister, my mom, and my dad mm-hmm. being there in the pool in the backyard. But I don't really have any memories outside of that because I didn't have any friends. Okay, all right. So okay, so then you left there at eleven. Then where'd you go from there? I went to Maryland with your family. My brother and my sister are much older than me, right? Right. So the year that I moved to Maryland, both of them were already in college. Okay. Right. So for me, my life started at that point. Right. It feels like my life started at that point. Mm-hmm. But did you move with your parents? Yeah. So the three, of, the three of you went to Maryland? Yeah, I just be- became an only kid, an only child, basically, and was just raised by my, my mom and my dad. What did your father do? 
My dad works for the American Postal Workers Union. Okay. And your mother? And my mom, uh, my mom was a, like, she took care of us, but she also like would do, I mean, she's, didn't, she's done so many different things. Like she got her associates in Spanish, which is why I love foreign languages. Um, she, she worked, she did real estate at one point. Uh, yeah, she's just kind of like a she's, jack of all trades. Right. But your father kept with the post office. Yeah. Oh, he's like a really, really high up position in the American yeah. Postal Workers Union. Like, like, I was made fun of a lot when I was a kid about how? the fact that like, I mean, I was, my nickname was like, I'm, I'm not going to say the nickname, but basically I was made, I was made fun of. Okay. Um, and I moved to, uh, Maryland and I realized that like, oh my goodness, I don't look as, so different like every from everybody anymore because I was the only black kid in a predominantly white neighborhood in, in Rancho. Oh. You know? And then I moved to Maryland and like the teasing just completely ceased. There was no such thing. No, it was like, so I was like, wait, so that, 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 that's why there's not even point, point in speaking into it because it's literally not an insecurity anymore. It's just like, oh, everybody looks like this, <laughs> like, you know? Um, so it was really, I think that that was really, uh, yeah, so who, I just who's felt one like. Of your, who, who are some of your first friends then? Ooh. Come on, because you get to Maryland now and that, yeah. you know, you're out in the front yard playing with ball or something or whatever you're Okay, doing. thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> you just reminded me of who my first friend was. His who name was, was Michael Coons. Okay. And he lived two doors down from me. All right. Was he black here? He was not. Okay, what was But he had a black lab. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. <laughs> oh, no. So he was, it's actually kind of a beautiful thing because I didn't have any friends when I was in California. But here I am now, and I feel like Maryland was so diverse. I felt it was always it always felt collective, no matter what you look like. So his mom and his dad treated me with so much kindness and respect, and they, you know, they were so close to my parents. We didn't like like all meet and stuff like that. It's just they literally. It was like every Friday I'd come home from school, I'd get a phone call from Mike. He's like, "You want to come over?" He said, "Yes." His parents would buy us pizza, and we just play video games. And I just never had a friend like that. You know, it so was so you, nice. were you good? Were you good academically in LA? Um, were your grades good? I school? was, yeah, I've always been, well, okay, so it's me and my, my sister and my brother, right? I would say my sister's the one who just gets things immediately. Um, I would say like, me and my brother is a little bit harder for us. And I think that I'm somewhere in the mi- middle of the two of them. I think that I just don't give up. I wouldn't call myself smart by the word and the way that people think like you, you give me a problem I'm not going to solve it immediately it might take me four times as long as someone else but I will take that time to solve the problem I'm like they can solve it I, I can solve it too that's why I was able to get okay to good grades because okay. I didn't always the question is that I wouldn't get it so I get like a, I would get A's and B's and maybe one C I was never allowed to get more than one C by your parents my dad yeah like it's a, it's oh, a Nigerian really? thing I mean I think a lot of Nigerian people if they're well, watching they'll relate, to it. They they'll to relate and know you don't want to get that flame like so you would get i would get he was my dad was really nice he would actually give me money for my grades so he would give me twenty dollars if i got an a he'd give me ten dollars if i got a b and a lecture if i got a c <laughs> so yeah so i basically just didn't get c's because i didn't want to hear any lectures <laughs> So <laughs> that's all the way through elementary. All school, the way through, through the end of college, I end always of college. my that my brain is programmed to think I can't get more than one C. <laughs> like, but I did. I basically didn't. 
I didn't get C's until maybe my last semester of, of college. I got one C, and it's because it was senior year. But did you did you do any kind of sports and stuff in LA? Did you play? You, you had no friends, so you didn't do anything. You just so what did you do? You went TV. home and played, watch TV, and played. And games? I, I mean, when I was seven, I started singing. Okay. Because my mom and I were in the car, and Mary, you know Mary, Mary. Yes. Yeah. So they have a a song called uh, "Be Happy," and I remember the day my mom was driving, and she just. She was in the front seat, and you know, I'm a kid, so I had to sit in the back seat. And how old were you? I was seven, I think. Okay, okay. And she's just like, Maya, I'll never forget, we, her and I were talking about this the other day, but she turned around to me in the car and just started singing the song to me. She's like, I want you to sing this part. And then I sang, and then she sang with me, and it, her, what she sang was different, but it sounded good. And that was my mind learning the concept of harmony. Right, 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 right. And from that, from that day, I was addicted to that. So every time a song would be playing in the car, I would harmonize to it. And my sister and brother used to be like, Milo, shut up. Like, you can't hear the song. And I'm like, yes, you can. I'm just adding to it. <laughs> so I didn't, I never stopped, you know? I love singing so much. Like so, so, so much. So just. So she really pushed that in you? So did you, did you join, did, were you guys church people did you get involved in church we were going yeah like my family is very very christian i i I have my own mindset that might be a little bit different than them but i feel like definitely christianity was a humongous foundation and i would say like a guiding force and light in my life and yeah so we 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 didn't go to the type of church that had that we didn't go to the type of church that had a choir. Okay, so you didn't do that. So it was but we had a, like a worship team. Right. So I still loved harmonizing with them, and I always wanted to be on worship team. Um, you were one of the what? I always wanted to be on I worship be on, team. Okay, I, I, I wasn't. So you never were. So you, never, so you left L.A., you got to Maryland, mm-hmm. you never sang on the worship team. No, but in, 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 uh, in, a, in Cali, I remember the last year before I moved to Maryland, I performed and I sang Mary Mary. It was a different song, but I sang it at a talent show in elementary school. And remember, I didn't have any friends. Right. Do you know the reaction was so crazy? All of them were, everyone was like trying to talk to me and trying to be my friend after that. But I was leaving in like three months. Right. Why weren't y'all talking to me anymore? <laughs> Why did it take me singing for y'all to start talking to me? That's rude. <laughs> but yeah, that's when I, I learned the the power of what I realized was my, my musical voice. Oh, wow. So, and um, it's led me to where I am today as well. So. Okay, now I'm going to take you a little bit through. So you go to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Your buddy lives down the street next door. His last name is Coon. Yeah, yeah, His yeah. White Coons, 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 Coons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's not like Coons. It's not like yeah, Coons. It does, Coons. It does, it does. Coons. Okay. Yeah. But he's, he's a little white kid. Yeah. And down the street, you guys become really good buddies. Yeah. So how long were you guys buddies until... Until the end of high school. Oh, high school. Yeah. But you had other friends too, didn't you? You guys picked up other friends because the place was really... I mean, it was was in high school that I started getting friends. It was... High school. Is when you started getting friends. Yeah. I think that before that it was still... Like, I I did meet a few people, but it was still like a transition between California and Maryland. I mean, it's real different. But I remember... I remember all the people that I met in that room the first day, that first class. A lot of those people are still my friends today. Yeah. Now, what class was that? Your homeroom? Meeting? It was. It was, Doctor Washington's English class. Okay. <laughs> it was in a portable outside. Okay. So she taught like a lot of like poetry and like her class was real easy. But because yeah, all you had to do was be like roses are red, violets are blue. 
I love life and you should too. And she's okay, like, right. young man, that is so beautiful. We were just like, oh, this lady, she's so nice, but she's a little too nice. <laughs> I'm like, we could, come on, we could, we could do more. Plus, put a plus on that A. <laughs> she'd be like, she'd be A plus plus. She's like, 300%. I'm like, Dr. Washington, that's not possible. You can't give me that, that many points. <laughs> you, leave the, you leave the class having more over an A. I don't know how it's possible, but yeah, she was really. But she was I, a Southern Belle, too. Huh? She was really, really, yeah, like, sweet. just so sweet. But she made, she made it fun to go to her class because all you have to do is basically write poetry, and I love writing. How many how many kids were in the class? About twenty five or thirty? About yeah, about twenty five. Okay. We were packed in that little. Was it was it was it girls and boys? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. it about equal or what? Or are there more? Oh, it was. Members? I mean, but I'm telling you, it was mixed. It was like white, white, black, black and Japanese mixed, Indian. <laughs> like that was the type of like like diversity that was just in that room alone. And I think all of us remember that class because we remember that teacher. But yeah, yeah, it was really diverse. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so then, you, so you high school, you start things start getting better. Yeah. So what were the what were the subjects you really started to gravitate, you know, gravitate towards? Ooh, great question. Um, I feel like it's usually like when you have a good teacher, mm-hmm. that's the person who you usually start to gravitate towards, right? My my science teacher, Doctor, I'm Doctor, no, I'm not Doctor, um, Miss Barris. Okay. We're still friends today on Facebook, <laughs> but Miss Barris made me love science because she was such a fun teacher. She. People would take the, the time to make learning fun. I mean, why would you, how would you not want to learn more? That's, you literally inspired me to enjoy it. So I started, I still to this day, I just be reading science articles just because I just enjoy it so much. What were some of the things, what, what was some of the stuff that she, that she said or did that you said, wow, this, or something, she probably had a trademark that she did all the time that mm. would get people, get a giggle or whatever, yeah. and then she'd get you into the subject. It was like, she would throw in little jokes and she would, she would bring, it was the fact that she made it real. That's what it was. She would bring in articles from outside of the classroom. I feel like I always had difficulty connecting to things that weren't concrete. But she could be, she would bring a skeleton and be like, and disconnect the neck and be like, this is the cervix. You know? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh! Okay, right. okay, weird. Never but, seen it like that before. No, but right. I mean, it was, it, but I, wow, it's crazy talking about this because it's so true. Yeah. I ended up seeing uh, an open heart surgery live, like in real, really in person. In her class? Because, yeah, she, oh. she got me connected into the, into the, um, like, the medical institute. Okay. And then I think it was about four or five of us. Only four of us could go. Not everyone could go. And we, we there's an observation room above know, the operating desk. Yes. I, I didn't know. And we're all up there, and I just watched a triple bypass open heart surgery. You can't forget that. You know, they had to, like, saw, I'm sorry for No, this. no, no, no. They had to saw open the, right. and, you know, it's like, it was fascinating to me. Um, and, the per, and then they also, right next to that, you could also see the recovery room with people who had gone through the surgery and that were, like, you know, recovering from their, right, right, right. From their injuries. So it's like, and this is while I was taking an anatomy class. So the, it's the connection and the real, the real, I'm seeing it before my eyes, so it really made me want to know more. I'm, I, even though I'm not a scientist by trade anymore, I, I still love science in that so same way. So she showed I, you the practical, practical application. She made it real, as you said. Yep. Everything, and you never saw, it was always academic before. Yeah. It was something you read. Yeah, you yeah, you had trouble yeah. visualizing because you don't know, what, what's this supposed to? Like math, to? math yes. that's kind of, I mean, math should be concrete because it's numbers, but I always, it's a lot of theory and I don't understand why I'm doing it. Or how it's going to be applied. Or how it's going to be applied. Mm-hmm. and. I think I felt good at it again now, in, later in my life, I feel like I could understand it more because I could draw my own applications. 
But at the time, you know, when you're a kid, I, I, I want stuff to make sense. Mm-hmm. And it's just, this doesn't, if it doesn't make sense, I kind of just want to not do it or think about it. So. so science, she got you involved in science. Was there anything else that you found interesting? Music. I know you love music. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, I, so I played trumpet for eight years. Okay. I'm not good. All right, Don't ask me to play. Well, I'm going to try and pick it back up. But, um, but yeah, I always loved music. Always and uh, so I I played trumpet, um, and I, yeah, I mean because of I also did this thing called jazz singers, which is like like a show choir, but I only did that for one year. I don't know why I waited because I probably should have been pouring my effort into singing than other than trumpet. But I guess I just was like my parents told me at one point they're like I don't think they meant it, so it wasn't it wasn't harsh, but it's just they said you know mm, you should maybe try and do another type of field or job you know what i mean like don't try to do that as a main thing I, you know what i mean but that's an understandable fear for, for a lot of parents for anyone yeah so i think i always had that singing is a thing that i've always loved and that i would do if i had the opportunity because i know myself my oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna start getting into college soon okay because my mentor used to tell me something he said um success is where hard work meets opportunity. I've always worked hard. So all I need is the opportunity and I will be successful. And I, I really believe that ever since my, like wholeheartedly because I look at my life and who it is. I mean, this is the manifestation of that, of that fact. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know why I didn't do singing more, but I, I wasn't confident yet. Okay. And I did. I actually in in middle school. I also did a performance. I just remembered the first year I applied. I, I I auditioned. I failed because I was too nervous and I was like doing this thing while singing the Wiz. You know, <laughs> I was the scarecrow. I was the scared scarecrow. And so they were like, "No, you you can't you can't join." the The director was also a really strange kind of rude man who was very like elitist. And it's crazy because if I look at who I am now and how like successful I'm about to be as a singer and stuff like that, I'm like, you probably shouldn't put me in the show that first year, you know. But it's cool. Just eat your words. Because the next director accepted me. I faked being confident in my, in my audition. I was not. But apparently it worked. Because they're like, why are you so confident now? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I've just uh, <laughs> gotten stronger, I guess. <laughs> you know, sweating. <laughs> and uh, they, so they, they let me sing that year and then if you're a veteran you sing more than one year you get a solo so I got a solo the third year singing uh, Try a Little Tenderness by Otis Redding alright my All grandfather right. was there also Did he get- the one I told you who was a police officer right right he was how do you feel that's your father's brother my, my mom's your mom's brother my mom's father your mom's father okay. yeah 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 my, my right. granddaddy right. I was called a granddaddy granddad. I'm sorry and uh, he he was like, oh, you know that boy can sing. <laughs> that boy can sing. Oh, that boy can sing. He said, oh, you know, oh. <laughs> so, tell, okay. so tell me, Maya, will you, so after that, you, you loved singing, you loved science. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot you, of scientists tend to like music, by the way. Is that right? It's, a, it's like a weird proven fact. Like is a lot of scientists right? also are like musicians on the side. It's okay. pretty weird. Yeah. So tell me, so then you decided for college, had your parents already planned what college you were going to go to, or is it something oh, you decided? That's a good question. Too. Or what? Uh, <laughs> it's so funny you asked it in that way because it's like, did they plan? And I'm like, dang, that's so true. So they not like, well, I they didn't. <laughs> my dad, my dad's plan for all of us is 
you're going to go to college and you're going to get a scholarship and I'm not going to pay for it. And you're going to go to college because there's too much money in this country for you to need to pay for college was what he always would say. So I think we all kind of had that understanding. But my brother was the oldest, you know, he kind of just had a different path. And I think that my dad tried to bash him over the head and be like, this is how you're supposed to be. And it didn't work because nobody wants to do what they're told. They want to do what they want to do. And so, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> that being said, I was a more um, subordinate child. So I, I saw the insubordination and I was like, I was scared of the fallout and stuff like that. So I tried to avoid, I tried to be the goody two shoes and like not do anything wrong. Uh, so yeah, so my dad wanted us to go to college, but I guess they, they were always open to letting us choose the subject we wanted as long as it was somewhat in alignment with like, you know, as long as it's under this category of things, like, you know, a doctor or like some sort of like worker or, you know, like some sort of health, health, something that can make money and you can start a family. Like that's the kind of, you know, I mean, the, the intention is not bad because it's like, He's thinking from his own perspective of he moved from Africa and he needed more money. He's like, I want you to have a job so you can start a family. But if I don't want to start a family, like, what, what, what if I do something else? Like, can I be did more you, free? Did your brother start a family? My brother did. My brother and my sister both are married. And my sister, my, they have, my brother has two kids. And my mm. sister has, like, I can't I even mean, count how many, like, seven. Or, like, Wait, by the same man? Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of kids. They, like, they have a lot of kids. What is, what is her? What is her? What does she do? Or what does her husband do? They well, she does real estate. I don't know what her husband okay, does, okay. Um, but and she's doing well. Obviously, she has seven. Kids. Yeah, oh yeah, they live in like a humongous. So you've house. been an uncle. You've been made an uncle several times. I have, but I, I again remember the fallout that happened. I didn't really talk to. I don't know when that fallout happened okay. yet. But okay, so we can get to that. Let's go yeah. to that real quick. So. When you had a fallout with your, your mom, your dad, your brothers, and your sister, but didn't your brother have a fallout with his father, with your father? It's, oh my goodness. Well, you're like, these questions are pointing on because, well, I'm listening yes. to what you said telling me, so I'm yeah. trying to figure out, so he had a fallout with your So father. we have a, rela- we're, that's why he and I are actually really, really close now. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. He had the fallout before you had your fallout. He did, yes. Right, and then did he have to leave home? Oh yeah, he was homeless for a while. Okay, how old was he when that happened? He he had like I think he had gotten through like one year of college, so I okay. guess somewhere around like. Did he ever finish college? No. Okay, so that was it. So mm-hmm. he he backed up. What's what's your brother do? He does a lot of stuff. Like he's actually quite well known in the gaming community. Okay. And so game? yeah, okay. like he's people making big money in gaming. I'm telling you, he you he know. went to a convention recently and like they paid for his whole family to go to Vegas. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, people don't look at me now. I told you I could do with gaming. <laughs> I just needed you to believe me. And I was just like, I love that. I love I and love people it. that go for it. You know, he's doing it. Um, he wrote, he sent me one of the reviews that he wrote the other day, and I was like, this is amazing. Now, how old is he now? He's nine years older than me, so he's about to be. He's about to be 39 next 39. month. Yeah. Wow, and he's killing it. He has two he's kids. He's killing it. He has two kids, yeah. And does his wife work? Do you know? His wife? I actually don't know what she does. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that she probably... I, I know that she... I know that she did. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not But anyway, sure. so he broke... He, 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 riffed, he had a riff with your mother and father. With your mother and father. Well, mainly with father? my father. Your father. So he's out of the picture for a while, and he did his own thing. He never came back. He... Did he joined the military? 
How long was he in the service? He was in the Coast Guard for a while. I don't know how many years. Okay, yeah, maybe yeah. six okay. plus. I'm sorry, morale. <laughs> I forgot how many years. Uh, but you but, used to see him come home in his uniform every now and then. Yeah, because he actually he was staying with us because he went to boot camp in, I think it was in Virginia. Okay. And then he was staying with us for a while and uh, just kind of seeing what next direction he was going to go in and stuff like that. So. And what about your really sister? Cool. Your sister, did she ever have any rifts with your mother or father? Yes. Yeah. With a mother, probably. Uh, with It was with both of them. I won't get into the detail of exactly what okay, it was, okay. but basically <laughs> something something happened that they both didn't approve of. Okay. And I then mean, did she leave after that? Did she have um, I, I Yeah. I mean, my brother and sister have probably been trying to warn me, even though we also have these, like, rifts and stuff like that. I you know your mom and dad are going to see this. Mm-hmm. My mama, yeah. I mean, I love you, mama. Just telling the truth. Just look at look, look at the camera. Tell I love that. you, mama. You know, I love you, mama. Uh, and what about dad? Come on, now. I love you too, dad. Yeah, they know I love. They know yeah. I. They know yeah. that I love them. They, I, they also have learned that I'm not gonna not be honest. Right. I feel like, especially out of the out of the three of us, I will tell it like it is. Or okay. else, you know, because but I'm I'm never disrespectful. I'm never disrespectful. I think it might have been, it might be perceived as disrespectful sometimes, but that's not on me because I know I can rest with peace in my heart knowing that I've not been disrespectful by by my standard because I can't meet everybody's standard. So I'm like, okay, you know, I just have that in my, my heart and I have peace with with that. So, um, and I, I a lot of times I try not to really say anything. That's why I'm so vague because I'm trying not to step on toes but at the same time like how can you have a conversation if you can't say anything like you know i can't not step it's not on, a conversation it's not a conversation a like, i can't monologue. protect yeah. everybody <laughs> i can't speak i'm tired you know i'm like no this is come on y'all let's just be real like you know what i mean so that's all right. that's all that that is all right so tell me so you 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 got to college uh, who you didn't tell me who planned for you to go to college and where you i mean so out. basically i my dad my dad's only rule is basically get a scholarship okay did you i did so i got two scholarships okay i got a full scholarship to um an institute in atlanta oh what was it called morehouse 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 you know morehouse right right i got a full scholarship there full ride Mm -hmm. and they accepted me into a a science program but i also got a a partial scholarship to the the how can I say this? The the father program of that science program. Like, they modeled their program after this program. Okay. Okay, at UMBC. UMBC, okay, right. got you, okay. So this is like a very, UMBC is a very, very well-known institute for like, I think it's in, the, the program that I joined was just called Meyerhoff. I don't know if you've heard of it, but the Meyerhoff program is the number one program in the nation for producing minority PhDs and graduate, graduates, like graduate level scientists in, in in the country, probably the world as well. So but, you got it. You so you you picked that one. Yeah, I I really wanted to go. Like, and you I, did it. I, yeah. Oh yeah. It was the best experience of my entire life. How long were you there? I mean, it was just a four year program. You were there for four years. Yeah, in college. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you finished. Yeah, I finished. And you got your degree. Yeah. In what? Biology, biological sciences. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So a, wait, wait. So it's an MBA. It was hard. <laughs> you have an MBA. Master. Oh, huh? no, 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 no. It wasn't no, a yeah. master's. Which, it was a, B, what? a bachelor's of science. Bachelor's of science. Yeah, right. a bachelor's of science yes, in right. biology. It was right. hard. <laughs> um, but I did it. 
Have you used it for anything? No. <laughs> uh, I mean, you Dude. need a degree in order to get jobs like in Japan. I mean, for English or something like that. Have I used my knowledge from that degree right. in a job, is your question? Yes, yes. Um, in a job, no. Okay. In life, yes, because of coronavirus right now. Okay. So I feel like I've been able to inform people about what is going on. Okay. Because I'm very well informed. When okay. this whole thing first started, I was reading like 20 news articles, 20 mm. scientific articles, not news articles. From scientific journals, I was because I know, you know, like I knew, for example, I can't remember exactly which mutation it was, but it was like one point mutation of an amino acid changed to this one, which made it more hydrophobic, which is the reason why like it was able to get into, mm -hmm. you know, why it was more prolific mm -hmm. and why it was more contagious. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I learned all of this. I remember this from um, oof, that one class, bio biochemistry, Chem organic chemistry, organic okay, chemistry, okay. and stuff like that that right. I studied when I was right. in in college so um i use that knowledge in my life so i feel satisfied i definitely yeah. don't feel dissatisfied that i'm not using that knowledge mm -hmm. but remember what i told you why i like science in high school it was the real life application it's because of your teacher she she got you involved that's gone so i don't i don't think i had that real ap life application as much in college it was mm -hmm. just studying it's a mm -hmm. lot of studying i have a lot of yeah. knowledge but i've only been able to apply it once like this pandemic happened and i'm like mm -hmm. Everything that I learned now makes complete sense. Right. I'm like, oh, this I understand what I'm reading about what's going on with coronavirus. So, so tell me, so you came over here. Can you tell me why? I mean, you told me you had a rift between your because mm -hmm. of your parents. Can you walk me through that a little bit? Not what the rift is. I mean, if you don't right, want to, right, right, right. come out with that, but yeah, yeah. I think I know how. how, you how why how did you decide it. Japan? I mean, out of all the places in the world that you could go, mm -hmm. what made you say, hmm? I'm going to get away from my family. I'm going to go to the other side of the planet <laughs> and Japan's the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because it could have been anywhere else. It could have been anywhere. You could, there's so many different... You could have just said, I'm going to the Bahamas. I'm yeah, yeah, the yeah, Bahamas yeah. And stay there. Or I'm just going to go to another state. Yeah. Why did you choose... Yeah, that's so country? true. You know? I could have just moved to another state. You could have moved to another area in the state you're in and they wouldn't have known where you're at. That's so true. So come on. What I, made you decide to come over here? When I was young... About seven, there was a game that came out, Final Fantasy VII. My brother used to play it while he babysat me. Okay. And this is what he would say. He'd be like, Maya, sit down. Don't talk. And we'd just play. And I loved it. Oh, you played with him? I watched. Okay. Oh, you watched. He so would not let me play with him. Oh, this is what I thought. Because yeah. I okay. tried to play with him, and I said, oh, Morale, there's a po potion over there. He'd be like, get out. <laughs> He's like, get out. Get out! <laughs> so I had to leave. He put me in timeout for like 30 minutes and then he would let me back into the room. So I had to just sit real quiet and just watch him play. But it's weird because I, I never got any negativity from any of that with him. Oh, like, okay. I just wanted to be back and watch. Right. I did not care. You know, kids are resilient. <laughs> so I loved the sound of the language. The animation style was something I'd never seen. And seeing like the, the um, emoji, the characters... You know, like, I just really thought they were really beautiful and stuff like that. So, I was like, wow. Well, how did you know it was from Japan? What made you... Mm, how did I nothing, know? Nothing on there I, says, I think know. it was just kind of like... I think my brother and I always liked that in, like, ev Evangelion. Ev ev Evangelion. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know? Yes, yes, and, yes. I, and I think that the song is in Japanese, the opening theme, so... I, I don't know. I think I knew it was Japanese. It wasn't Chinese. Like it yeah. sounded. Well, there's a big boom you know? in the U.S. anyway. People love anime and stuff. yeah, so people love you anime. You probably heard about it and you knew. Okay, 
that's I was like, this is, yeah, because it's the sound of the language is different than Chinese, it's different than Korean, it's different than Thai, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I love foreign languages in general, but there was the, the phonetic, like, you know, it's, they use the same phonetics that are used in music. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the same in Spanish. Right? Yeah, and that's why I also love Spanish. And that's why I many people Spanish. that keep it that speak Spanish, if they speak Japanese, they do it without any mispronunciation. Yeah. They sound just like Japanese. And if you listen to some Japanese songs quick, you think it's Spanish. And you can listen to some Spanish songs and you could think it's Japanese. If you if you don't listen <laughs> Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't really listen, you can mistake it for yeah. Japanese and vice versa. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. And like I just love I love foreign language so uh, my mom, my mom studied. I thought she got her associate in right. Spanish while while I was in California. So you're starting to see these connections. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me seeing that and how fluent she's able to speak Spanish, and we like sing in Spanish sometimes together. Okay, so now singing and singing in a foreign language is something that I like. And seeing my mom successfully get her degree, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Then I moved to Maryland, and my Spanish teacher nominated me for Panther of the Month. Our, our mascot was Panther, Paint Branch Panthers. Woo! Um, the they nominated me for Panther of the Month, which is like Student of the Month, and from that I became friends with another person who was Panther of the Month, right? That person's mom obviously got close to me because I was always at his house. Like this was my first best friend. Okay, all right. Okay. Okay. What grade is this now? This was. Oh man, I think I was a. I think I might have been a freshman. Okay. I think I was a freshman when I got that. When I got that. It's just, I'm so happy that he, I can't, I still don't know what he saw in me that made him, like, nominate me, but I'm so glad he did, because that made me get that friend, that made me love Spanish as well, and foreign language, and get, his mom was family friends with no one, no one other than Mr. Tolliver, the director of the Meyerhoff program that I went to in college. Yes. Isn't it funny? It's, I mean, it's just... It's, this is a book. It's going to be a book. It's got to be a book. It's too faded. You know, and then here's the part that I was getting a little bit emotional about was um, in college, the reason I was able to get through college was not, it was not solely by my own effort. I had people around me who supported me so much, including my mentor, who taught me how to believe in myself. Like, there's, I have all these quotes and things that he used to say to me that are always just stuck in my head. And sophomore year of college he died on campus of a heart attack he died on campus how old was he 42 he was a teacher he was the director of our of like our of our scholarship program so he like had an office on campus was he married and had kids yes how many kids i think like you had like four sons four sons wow yeah and he just it's just how long was he your mentor how long was he your mentor just those two years. Those two years. And look at like how much of an impact it, it still has on well, my it's life. It's interesting when something's coming through you that's strong and you and you can pass it on. It's it has a lot of power. Like I want everyone to know that Mr. Lee said what was it that you said when we were at the restaurant? You said like you you said the the future is unknown or like yeah, yeah, the future is unknown, so reach for the stars. Because and Oh, I'm sorry for going to myself. You're too blessed to be stressed. And it was like the timbre of your voice and the way that you said it really, really, really sounded like him. And I was just like... Was that right? Yeah. Like, 
it's crazy. Well, I think maybe maybe it's kind of like when you say stuff that's really true, everyone resonates the same way because when truth comes out, it comes out in a pure form, I think. Yeah. And that's why I love working with kids. Yeah. They have no facade. Yes. I feel the same way. No facades. They don't know how to come up with anything, so they just tell you their truth. And you get to get around that. It makes you, it keeps you humble. Yeah. Because you start realizing, look, that little boy in me that I still have needs to be loved. No one can love him better than I can. Yeah. And if I do that, I can share that with people. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I know today is supposed to be about me, but I felt that when I met you, yeah. you know, it's just like, uh, I'm just, I'm so emotional because it's, so, it's just so crazy and I'm so happy to meet someone that was, that's, that's like him. Yeah. The first thing I thought of when you walked in the room <laughs> and you walked past the door, you said, um, you said, hi y'all, how you doing today? I just heard, I heard the, just that calming, like, you know, vibro- like verbose, yeah. like voice of gravitas. Yeah. You know, not everybody has a gravitas when they yeah. speak. That's so, you know, that I was already moved in that moment, yeah. you know, yeah. and I was just like, wow, you know, yeah. I'm like, he's so cool, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just was like, you know, you didn't even know that that was going on in my head. Yeah. When I no, but you. the one thing I do but, know is I asked, I, asked I asked Paula's daughter, when are we going to get together? And I looked over here and I could see that you really, I said, okay, this guy looks receptive. You really looked receptive. I said, what about you? <laughs> and you said, what? I'd be on it. Then come out here Friday. Look yeah. You said, I'll be there, and here you are. It, uh, thank you like, so much. You like, never know. And first, I yeah. and asked you how long you've been. I said, how long have you been in Japan? And you said, five years. I said, I shouldn't even ask that, because you are in Japan right now, even mm. if you just came. Mm, that's so true. Yeah. So that's why that's why you re- retracted that real quick and said, you are in Japan, so why am I asking you yeah, how long? Like, yeah, no. It doesn't matter. Welcome. It doesn't matter. Like, Welcome. You know, yeah. do this. Yeah. That's good. So tell me, okay, let's get to this part. Okay. All right, so you went through your parents' stuff, and maybe we don't have to get in that too, so deep. Now mm-hmm. we'll talk about that during lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, but, and your college and stuff. And then you had to, I was going to ask you this. When you first came in. To Japan? No, no, here, in this room. When you oh. came in this room, you came in here with the ukulele. <laughs> and you said, this is a part of my life. Yeah. I have to do this. And I said, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is not a talent show. I said, yeah, this yeah, is not yeah, a yeah. talent show. We're not, this isn't the kind of podcast I have. Mm-hmm. Maui, you made me so curious as to what you came in. I mean, you said, <laughs> I have to have this. Yeah. I mean, you almost look like you're about to say, Lynn, screw it. I'm not going to do it. I kind of, like, there's a moment <laughs> I, I was like, I, I want to be respectful, but I'm also like, I'm I look, being serious. I'm this, like, please listen to me. You know? Right. I want to know, because we're about to end this. Anyway, okay. yeah. show me what you're talking about. Okay, okay. So, I'm trying to help myself. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna sing the chorus. So, um, Oh, 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 oh,
Thanks. Man, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, Mr. Lee. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was really awesome. All of you watching this podcast, make sure you press like, subscribe, and remember, it's all unknown, so keep reaching for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed.